There's lots of reasons for joining Anchor, like myself, for instance. I'm an entertainer who loves and enjoys music. Being a podcast host gives me the ability to give the people what they want. You too can join Anchor for that very same reason. It's free, easy as one, two, three. Your podcast will be delivered to Spotify, Apple iTunes, and more. You are tuning into Praise and Worship Hour, Songs of Inspiration, Denver's number one gospel podcast, where we play nothing but the best sweet inspirational sounds with your favorite DJ Brooklyn style. Praise and Worship Hour, Songs of Inspiration. Then the devil takes him up unto the holy city, sitting in. 
unto him, if thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto the devil taketh him up into an exceedingly high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. He said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Give thee hence Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Ah, then the devil leaveth him, and behold, the angels came and ministered unto him.
of having women, but the funny part is, it's like we say, right before man was created, so, but guess what, Jesus was right there, so Jesus already knew you was going. But he, he seen you get tossed. He seen you get the big head. But it's funny how you don't put yourself above God and Jesus. And Jesus is right there with him. So you're going to put yourself above both of them. You think you that one? You think that one? Teaching the Bible lesson. Like me for today's lesson aim. Students will have faith in God's word to obey his instructions and not doubt God's warnings. The introduction is Jesus, the true Messiah. The Gospel of Matthew makes numerous references to Old Testament scriptures that foretell the coming of the Messiah. The Jews were anticipating the arrival of the Messiah in the midst of Roman occupation. Matthew writes to provide evidence to the Jews that Jesus of Nazareth is the Son of God, the Messiah. In Matthew 3, John the Baptist is as the forerunner for Christ, called for the children of Israel to repent. In doing so, John fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy. Jesus makes his public appearance and asks John to baptize him in the Jordan River. John does, and at that moment, the Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove to bear witness to this truth. God makes an audible public statement identifying Jesus as his beloved son. Bible learning tells us aim students will understand the three types of Jesus with three types of temptations Jesus withstood. Passing the flesh test is the first one. Come on, Sister Terry. All right. Shortly after God's
testing of Israel is in the wilderness. The agency of the devil in this verse is important to understand what it means for Jesus to be tempted. Judaism is Jesus. <clears throat> Today struggle with the idea of the sense of sin. Form the source of sin. Source Therefore, fasting brings the issues 
resulting hunger has a clear parallel in the testing of Israel in the wilderness. While 40 days and 40 nights echoes the 40 years that Israel spent in the wilderness. Such an association with the time of Moses makes it clear that Jesus' fasting is extraordinary. Having been present in, in Matthew 4 and 1, the devil is now introduced into the story as the tempter. Jesus' hunger becomes the occasion for the first temptation. The devil's use of an if is not an expression of doubt on his part, nor is it an attempt to suggest that Jesus should doubt. Rather, it is on the basis of Jesus' status as the Son of God and that he is being encouraged to act. Jesus knows that he is the Son of God <laughs> and thus has a special status. The devil then suggests that this status is something to be exploited, that Jesus should use his opportunity as the Son of God to see his own needs, i.e. satisfying his hunger. We can imagine that the stones involved are the size of a general shape of loaf of bread would have been. The bread would satisfy Jesus' hunger and allow the devil to declare a victory over God. Hmm. Jesus responds to the devil with words from Deuteronomy 8 and 3, which takes us again, takes us once again to the wilderness testing of Israel. When the Israelites were hungry in the wilderness and longed for bread of Egypt, he provides manna to nourish them. Specifically, was concerned was the way of God led the people of Israel during the 40 years in the wilderness by testing to see whether they would keep his commandments in order to train them as children. This passage makes it clear that our attention should not be focused on bread or in a desire for fulfilling a natural need or yearning, especially if that means moving our attention from God's promise and truth in order to seek satisfaction for ourselves. We are, we are to seek God's kingdom above all else. The desire for bread does not influence Jesus to erroneously use his powers and authority. Satan implies that turning stone into bread would be a sign of Jesus' privileged position as a son of God. But Jesus' answer focused on how followers should live before God. Here, the noun in Greek, rhema, is used as is rhema. Okay, rhema is used in a narrow fashion as word, but elsewhere in Matthew, it is sometimes used in the general sense of thing or matter. Given the narrow usage, 
what is likely meant here is that listening to God is life sustaining. So that's a form of tenth. Yep. You know, they come to you, well, if you believe like, 
Is it in Proverbs that says, give me how to go in and out before your people? No. Yeah, because it was something that prayed that prayer. It was in the king. You know what I'm talking about. We have to be careful. We don't know. He said, be careful because you might be entertaining angels unaware. You got to be not that I'm careful in no shape, form, or fashion, but we don't, we're tempted on every side, every single day. This lesson comes today in this new century, in this new decade to let us know we are going to be tempted. Oh, you, you do believe, you yeah. say you believe in God, because the devil, now we have to remember, this is his reign, am I right or wrong? This is his reign. So he hears us when we make our declarations unto God. Am I right or wrong? Okay, oh, so you say you love God. Dude. You say you go, I'm going to use my baby Fiona because I love her. I can use her. Oh, you say you're going to work with uh, First Lady and get them words for her, but let me see how you deal with this one. You sick, your kids sick, your kids acting stupid and stupid. We get to, you know, folks think it's this big, uh, uh, big, 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 And you have your mind on doing what you do. And you, I was constantly trying to look it up and everything. We're going to go do it. Boom. Got laid out. <laughs> was like, shh, couldn't eat. So I know it.
Amen. And we're getting ready to run 
get on the starting block. They get down into the position where they can get a good kickoff. And when they get a good kickoff, they start to run. And then when, they, when that gun shoots, and they start to run, and then you're going around that track, especially if it's 100 meters, uh, a long track, a long endurance track, with a long endurance track. And you start out on that trip. The first round, you're doing pretty good. Then you got two laps to go, you should make a mile. The first lap is going pretty good. And the second lap, it starts to get to you. Your legs start to cramp up a little bit. And you start to breathe hard. And your arms get tired. And it just seems like you want to quit. But you won't quit. And as you run a little bit further, it'll start to hurt all over. And feel like you just want to stop. Yeah, I can't do this no more. And then you start thinking about, I've already run three laps. I only got one more lap to go. So in that third lap, you start to look back to see who's behind you. And then to see who's in front of you. And then if there's anybody in front of you, that'll make you want to run that race a little bit harder so that you can get in the front of you. And then I want to tell you this morning that when you run in the race with God, and then a lot of times it's going to hurt. Yeah. A lot of times your muscles are going to cramp up. Yeah. A lot of times you're going to feel like giving up. And then, but don't give up. You're going to look back sometime and you sleep with whistle cup and know that the race is set before you and then you're going to achieve the prize.
Praise and worship our songs of inspiration.
Oh, you found your son? Okay, yes. I got some phone. The fifth left
respond, believers will pray for God's favor as they seek to obey him daily. Amen. Thank God. Lessons coming from 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 54 to 61. We do like to do in our morning opening. And it was so that when Solomon had made the end of praying all his prayers and supplications unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread up to heaven. Scoop. And, and he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with, with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord that has given us rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised. There have not failed one word of all his good promises. Promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. School. The Lord our God be with us, as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us nor forsake us. That he may incline our hearts unto him to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers, who? And let these my words, wherewith I have made supplication before the Lord, be nigh unto the Lord our Father, that he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel at all times as the matter shall require. That all people of the earth may know that the Lord is God, and that there is none else. All let your heart therefore be perfect with the Lord our God to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments as at this day. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I was bold in I was bold in Got sick in the back, gave him to her, and he said, 
the throne after their father. But Bathsheba knew God had chosen her son Solomon to become king. She reminded David of this, and he used his kingly power to assure Solomon would rule after him. At the beginning of his reign, God offered to grant Solomon any wish, and when he humbly asked for wisdom, God granted him wisdom plus all the wealth and power he could have ever requested. Solomon undertook the mass building project of the temple that his father David had prepared him to build. He also built a grand palace for himself. Solomon affirmed the worship of the Lord God throughout Israel, and the nation proposed. However, other times Solomon took wives from all the surrounding nations as a way to establish good relationships between the people. But these wives brought their gods with them and led Solomon in the nation into idols. Solomon's successor, Rehoboam, was not a wise ruler, and the nation split in half soon after Solomon's reign began.
You ain't got to mumble a word. 
God is near and listen to his people? How does God's presence make a difference in our lives? Today, he still do what? Keep his promise. He just does Solomon made his peace, and it was at peace, and God promised him peace. And, and today, in our lives, and people, people saying that he said it, he spoke it, he know he's going to bring it to pass. You just got to accept that he believes that he's going to do what he said. The shortness is not God, but it's in us. It's in us. We got to... Be like, ooh, a little, you know, like little kids, they bring it, no kids, you know. But in the course of life, it tells us, no, you can't have this, you can't do this. No, we gotta always keep that like that. That's what stuff a little child to come up to. You gotta understand, you want that childlike mind to believe and be forgiven. Because the child can look at the day tomorrow, he's gonna look in. You know, that's gone. It's what happened and happened.
do anything but fail. So forget it. For Saul, he's going to do it for you. No, 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 not that one. It's not off the time. Hey, mama got to put some in there. Yeah. Just knowing the word of God. Yes. You're blessed. Uh, 
And when you get to be blessed, then you continue to get to believe you're going to get those material things because you are believing and trusting in God. But His Word got to come in you. Yes, like and you're going to make it fly to everybody else. See, Jesus ain't coming on earth. They got to sing to us. And when you get that Word in you, it starts flowing. And everybody can hear. Master bed, bed, bedroom had its own. 
this side is the, your bathroom and everything. Oh, man. That and then you have the walk, big old walk-in closet, something she would need anyway. Yeah. Then when you go into the room, the bed is right here, but right here that blocking the bed and another room is a fireplace. Oh, then you have another room that's offset it, and it has you have your own couch, your own dishwasher, yeah. your sink, your refrigerator, and everything. Mama said she's out when we get here. Y'all ain't gonna see me. I'll be up in my room all day. Y'all gotta call me. Y'all better call me to see me. I take appointments. I ain't coming out. But see, we said it just going through a nice big house. But the person that was showing it was very you know, when you try to ask questions or whatever, this person wouldn't say nothing to nobody. I mean, look past us, us huh? Nice. Kept looking past us, going to other people. Mom said, okay, that's all right. That's okay. You might think we ain't got it, but you don't know. We might be the one that don't know. That's all right. So then we turned around, left there, went to some other ones that was right there that was nice. And, you know, they were friendly. Who's friendly? Like, they nice, and she's like, I ain't doing these things. <laughs> 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 I 
would have to go literally go up, up, up the stairs yeah. just to get to
I looked through it and I couldn't find it. You couldn't find it? What, what instrument did Solomon bless Israel with? Uh, I think it's up around the second verse. Second verse? Choose from. 
Yahweh is the, is the um, word they use, the, the, the Hebrew word, the Jewish word. That's all they say is um, Yahweh. Yahweh. All right. Question number four. What are we to do for the, to do for the Lord? What are we to do for the Lord? I got page 222, second paragraph, bottom.
Yeah. 
Amen. 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 
read the scripture. She said, go sit up. That's the only way we're going to be able to make it. If don't do no good if we keep telling y'all. And then I got something else I need you to do. Where's Sister Alexis? She right, right there. I'll wait till she come down. We don't operate like robots. No. Where we do everything mm -mm. the same all the time. We want to be led by the Spirit. Hey. So the Holy Ghost said, Mother, they have us line up and pray. Amen. And then as we was praying, let me tell you children something. I want the children all right here, please. We are not perfect. Mother, you gave it to me. Because sometimes we don't want to ask our children to forgive. We don't want to let them know that we made mistakes. We make mistakes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Y'all didn't come with a manual. We ask God every day, God, what do I do? How do I teach them? How do I love them? But the perfect example he gave us was Jesus. So as parents, we confess today that we're sorry. They didn't come with manuals. We don't do everything right all the time. Tells us that we do these things. 
Every now and then, we have to take a self-examination and say, you know what? I'm sorry. Because they might think that we should have did it one way and we did it another way. They didn't come with instruction. The only instructions we have is the Bible. B-I-B-L-E. You know what that means? Basic instructions before leaving Earth. I was telling Rufus and they smile. This is the dressing room. This is where we come to know how to go in and out of God's people when we get out these doors. This is where we learned it at. And not one person in here know everything. But we're helpless. Amen. 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 We just want to let y'all know we love you. And we're sorry for not always getting everything done right. We try. You hear me? We try. But let me help you out. Don't get it twisted. Find me that scripture. Somebody give me that scripture. Spare the rod, spoil the child. You know who said that? Solomon. Solomon. Where did he get it from? God. God. He's wise. Jesus said, y'all think I'm joking. We're going to show it to you in the Bible. Jesus said, beat them, it won't kill them. That's right. Because who I love, I chase. The word chase means whoop. Okay? God loves you. So if me being my age and your mama being her age and AP assistant pastor being her age and pastor being his age, if we get whoopings, <laughs> did y'all know that? Sure, we get whoopings. By God. By God. But he said, because I want you, I want you because I love you. I'd rather whoop you now and tell you don't do that no more than you go out there and get Okay, Proverbs 13, 24. He that bears his rod hates his son, but he that loveth him chastises him the time. So if I if I didn't love you, I wouldn't whoop you. Does that make sense? Do you want a parent that never whooped you and never told you that you ever did nothing wrong? Hello. You know why? Because they don't love you. But if I love you, I am constantly riding your back. Don't do that. Uh-uh. That's not the way you look. No, 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 no. We only do it because we love you. Because I love you. Growing up. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. If we, I said that since the ladies, if I get a woman, I get a woman. From God. From God. Not only from God, I get whoopers from assistant pastor. Yeah. I get whoopers from pastor. That's right. From our church members. If I don't do right, I get a whooping. It's not that they don't love me. I get that whooping because they love me. And they want me to do that which is right. Amen? We try. And because we try, we're getting it right down here. Guess what? We get the blessing from God. You know what that blessing is? The overflow. Did you find us in the film? Ah, Lord, step to your feet. We are living in the overflow. 2020 is not only a new year, this is a whole new decade. And guess who decade it is? You say that again?
now, like he told Pharaoh, uh, told Moses and the church in the vineyard, that devil you see now, that trouble you see now, you won't see it no more. It's back there, it's gone. Tell the Lord thank you. Y'all wait too young. Tell the Lord thank you. What's wrong? Are you hurt? Come here. You hang out with me, okay? Gonna be my sister. Okay?
to give her everything that we need. Because God is 
that wasn't meant to, which one we going to? Come on, won't me do it while you're looking for it? Won't me do it? No, not that one. Um, only God can do it. I'm sorry, that's Axelon's song. Come on, Ax. And Mary wants you to do that when she comes to because when I told her to do this song, she
Expander RV and Outdoors. We are the second largest RV dealer network in the country.
When I was listening to this song the other day, it just kind of messed with me. Because it started out with saying, this year seemed like four seasons of winter. How do y'all feel like last year felt like that? Like it was never no summer, it was just all winter, that storm. Isn't that like... So y'all remember the moves? Line straight up. So the film is going to come help you. Come on, move down here, son. Who gave y'all candy? <laughs> hey, man, that's all right. I didn't do a passion, not this time. You thought it was me. Did you say this time? We 
understand why. Amen. We want to do the things that we want to do. Amen. But God is trying to get your attention. He's trying to let you know that things ain't just what you want them to be. Amen. You can't go to the bar on Friday night, come to church on Sunday, and expect to be blessed. And then if you want to bless, to be blessed, you got to seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon his name while he is there. And then you just can't do anything that you want to do. We are a chosen generation. We are a chosen people. And it's up to us, it's up to us to let God have our attention. And then said, would you read for me John 1? So we'll try everything that we can to keep 
Amen. And the first thing he says, attention. And that means you, whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing and look at me. Stop what you're doing and look at me. Amen. Because I want your attention. I don't want you to be playing with the guy next door. I don't want you to be playing with the marbles in your pocket or your knife or whatever. I want your attention. That was one of the first things that the army did was to get my attention. Get it off of, I want to be at home. I want to be going to the bar. I want to, I'm wondering about what am I going to eat tomorrow. Forget about all that. I want your attention. All your efforts, all your thought is all pointed towards me. Because I want your attention. And then there's a story that says, there was a man that had a view. And he couldn't do nothing but that old view. So he went to this old farm's house and he told him about it. He said, I got this old view. This can't do nothing with it. And he wanted to go help he said, well, I can get that mule's attention. And when I get that mule's attention, he'll, he'll do everything I say in a soft voice. I won't have to holler at him or nothing. I can tell him what I want him to do, and he'll do it. And he said, okay, show me. So they went running to the barn. They saw that old mule. And the first thing he did, there was a two-by-four laying on the floor. This man picked up that two-by-four. And he hit that mule right outside the head with all of his might, right behind the head. And when the mule came to, and then he listened, he reached out there to him and says, come here. That mule just went running over there to him. Amen. He said, now, what did you do? What did you say? What did you say to that mule? I just told him, come here. He said, what's going on? He said, let me tell you something. That the first thing I had to do was to get that mule's attention. And then when I came before, we got that mule's attention. Amen. Sometimes God has to hit us with the two before. It's the two before of sickness, the two before of pain in our life. No matter what kind of pain it is, God has to get your attention before He can talk to you. And then before he can tell you what to do, he has to get your attention. And then he's going to get it willingly or unwillingly. And then sometimes, like the devil in my family. And then some of the people in my family, God has to call these devils to get their attention. And then, ain't no telling what it might have to do to you to get your attention. So it's up to you now to give God that attention that he's asking for. In our, Sunday, in our lesson, it tells us that Jonah, God told Jonah to go down to Nineveh and to tell the people what was going on. And then he decided that he didn't want to go down there. So he went and jumped on the ship and when he got into that ship, he was on his way to Tarshish. And then, and on the way to Tarshish, and then the Bible said, there's a great wind came upon that ship. God was trying to get his attention in. And then, and the ship was almost broken. They said they threw stuff overboard, trying to come.
they start throwing stuff overboard. And after they start throwing stuff overboard, they couldn't throw enough stuff overboard. Amen. So the captain of the ship says now, each man pray to his God and see what they have done to cause this sin to come upon us. Even the captain of the ship knew that somebody had done wrong. Somebody was in the wrong position with God. Somebody needed to give up something. Somebody needed to have to reach out and grab something. So he told the men, pray to your God so that we can figure out this thing. Man, a lot of times we have to figure out what's going on in our life. And then, so they found Jonah down in the side of the ship and he was fast asleep. Sometimes we sleep through our storm. Jonah was sleeping through this storm because he knew if he woke up, he had to face the storm. Amen. When Jonah came up, he said, now, Jonah, Said, we down here, you, we, we out in the midst of the sea and was tossing to and fro with waves over our heads and everything. Said, I want you to get up and pray to your God. But Jonah said, uh, the captain of the ship said, What God do you pray to? He said, I pray to the God of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when Jonah came up on board, and then he didn't immediately say, uh, just throw me overboard. I'm the one that's causing the problem. He told him what the problem was. He told him he was the one. And then when the shipmaster did not want to throw John overboard, he didn't want to lose any one of the men that was on board with him. So he threw some more stuff overboard and he started rowing that much harder. And as he rowed and rowed and rowed, he came to the reality that cannot do this wind. I cannot do this sea. So Jonah says, you got to go. We got to come to a point in our life that we got to say this sin got to go. No matter what it is, it's got to go. And then it may be a sin that you've been dealing with all of your life, but you got to say sin, you got to go. You got to go. No matter what it is, you got to go. So the shipmaster threw Joel overboard. But that wasn't the end of it. That wasn't the end of the story. Just because he got rid of his sin, it was the end of it because the sea calmed down and he went on about his business. But that was just the beginning for Jonah. Jonah said, down. In the fishing belly, said it prepared a great well for a great fish for him. It didn't sell well. Said it prepared a great fish for him. And as it is down in the belly of the well three days, I think the Bible says somewhere else that he went down to the ocean floor and he, in a billowing hill, he cried, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. How many times we try to get into the belly? I just say we get into it. We try to get into the belly of hell just before we cry, Lord, save me. Hallelujah. Amen.
stepped off the ship and he was sinking. And as he was sinking down, he remembered one thing. Said, Lord, save me. And if we cry, Lord, save me. From whatever situation or problem that we're in, he's going to save us. The Bible said he reached out his hand and he saved us. And then and also, when he was in the belly of hell, he reached out and saved. Said the twelve vomit joined up on driving. Can you, can you think about that for a minute? The whale, the fish, big as he is, vomit joined up on driving. Amen. And I was looking at a picture the other day, yesterday, when all these fishes get up and come around the lake to spawn. And they bury themselves and they bury themselves in the sand when the sea, the uh, tide blows in and blows out. Amen. And even when the tide blew in, uh, came in, it was water. And when the tide went out, it was sand. But it wasn't dry. And then when the Bible said it vomited him up on dry land. And said, uh, uh, Jonah went on to do what he needed to do. Amen. But God is trying to tell you something. When he tells you to go somewhere, you need to go. You need to go. You need to go. You can't get away from what God is trying to tell you to do. No matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, you just can't get away from what God is trying to tell you to do. He's trying to tell you, he's trying to get your attention on the things that are in your life that you need to get together. Because one day, and it won't be long, what he said, you're going to look for me, and I'll be gone. I'm going up to hell just to sing and shout, and nobody there will be able to put me out. But before you go there, he's got to get your attention. And then in the uh, second chapter of verse 10, said that he will deliver you and set you free. He will deliver you and set you free. After he gets your attention. After he gets your he's got to have your attention in order to do what he needs done in your life. He don't come down and reach out and make you do nothing. But he has to have your attention.
You don't have to worry about that building situation. You don't have to worry about your car situation. You don't have to worry about your health situation. Because God got your attention. And if he got your attention, he's going to do the things that's pleasing in his eyesight. That if he's for you, he's more than the world against you. God wants your attention. He wants your attention more than he do anything else. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My mind is a husband and a wife. Amen. Husband and a wife. Amen. When, 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 when that wife wants that husband's attention, she'll do things to get his attention. And then when she gets his attention, she's satisfied. And vice versa. Amen. I want your attention now. So you can hug me, you can caress me, you can love me, or whatever it is. God wants your attention. So you can give him the love that you may have to love and kindness have I told me. Hallelujah. God is trying to get your attention. Give him, give him that attention. Give him that attention that he's asking for. And you will find out all your problems will be gone. Then take your problems to the Lord and leave them there. And I think that's what Evans Preston said. And if Evans Preston said that, some kind of way, he, his mother or somebody must have told him how to get rid of his problems. And then that's what he's wanted to do. And he will let you know. God is trying to get your attention. Give them to him. Give them to him. Give him all of your attention. And let him know. Amen. Superintendent Slim, uh, Kennedy used to say, I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. <laughs> he used to say it. But God's never finished. He's always trying to get your attention. And when you give it to him, you're going to be better off. And if anyone that's needing prayer, and then anyone that wants to give God his there. Please don't forget to share, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. For next time.